You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Yo! C.H. the Greg. This is... It's the truth with proof. Uh, the truth with proof, the truth with proof. Adam, what's going on, family? It's your main man, Proving the Play, and this is the Truth with Proof show. Ah, oh, man, I hope everybody's excited for this show because it's the last show before Thanksgiving. I know y'all about to gain a lot of calories, pounds, and all of that, right? But before that, we got a whole bunch of greatness on the show that you guys need to take, take in and, and grab hold on to. Uh, this past weekend was great. I was at the Trap Kitchen in Portland having a concert. I got to see Sammy the Third, G Perico. Uh, uh, hey, Cuddy, what was that? My neck, my back, my Asia. Asia, I ain't got time for this. Ooh, I ain't really got the time for this. Hey, Jay Worthy, shot us out. Uh, shout out to town Seattle, especially the CD. He was talking about Ezel Chicken at 2030 Jackson like he knew what, what time it was. I guess he ain't been here in a while because, you know, Catfish Corner is on 2030 Jackson now. He need to go ahead and give him a couple <laughs> slices of, the, you know, nuggets that, you know, Terrell Jackson got over there. Terrell, you know I'm coming for you, okay, because basketball season is about to be underway. Uh, I'm missing Shaylon right now. Normally we do the roundup. But we got some real roundup things going on. Big surprise that came in the studio. So soon enough, you guys will see that soon enough. Uh, but I miss you, Shaylon. Uh, he's been out uh, down to South Carolina and Alabama. He's, he's doing the Southern tour, okay? And I know he eating all good food out that joint, okay? Especially being with Big O. Uh, but big shout out to them and, and Ike. Everybody that's out there doing that with uh, Choose 180, I appreciate all of them doing that that great, inspiring work. I want to give you guys one thing now. Now I started rambling before I said this, though. But I need you guys to like, comment, and share. That means like this page. That means converge. We we the dream team, man. We the people that's trying to keep uplifting our 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 people and giving the stories that we need to hear and the information that we need so we can be better as a community. Uh, then share this. You know, share this with other people so other people get some of this good old converged entertainment we got for them. Okay, because really, you know, the sharing is the new phone tree. I know some of y'all in here that been a part of the phone tree too at, at, at Tabernacle. I know some of y'all that been at the phone tree on Tabernacle, and I know you had to call because Grandma didn't want to feel like calling all the people she had on her phone tree, so you did it for. So I need y'all to go ahead and share this right now because I'm not playing with y'all, okay? And then comment with some things. If you want to see what's going on, you want to know more information, comment down there so we would know uh, you guys are, are paying attention or, or, or want to know what's going on with the guest that's here. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to O'Day and Eastside Catholic. They are in the final four of the state championships right now. We got two teams from the Metro in the state championships uh, semis, um, but they do have to play each other this Saturday at Memorial Stadium. Now, you know, I got a lot of O'Day alumni around here. Dr. Abe's son had been, you know, everybody around me is Irish everywhere. I don't understand it, but, you know, I got love for everybody, okay? But they got a big task right now going up against Eastside Catholic. I think Eastside Catholic's defensive front is very stout, and there was a spectacular game, uh, This the game that they played that Eastside Catholic won. It was a very close game. I think it's going to go down to the wire again, man. It, you can't get no better. 
predicting this right now. Uh, semifinals, the winner goes to state, the loser goes fishing, baby. You know, and it's raining out here too, so you better have a rain jacket, okay? So big shout out to O'Day, big shout out to Eastside Catholic. They play at Memorial Stadium at one o'clock Saturday afternoon. Now the other one is Yam versus Bellevue. Now Bellevue had the game of the week last week. I'm talking Bellevue versus Lincoln. Came down to a veal goal, 22 to 20. The kicker for Bellevue, I have to give kudos to, kicked a 43-yarder under pressure with no time on the clock. Kudos to you for getting the Wolverines to the semis. Now, they got to play Yam. Yam has been the most powerful uh, team and program this year. They've been number one most of the year right now. Uh, now it's some meat and potatoes. They're going to have to rumble in their jungle right now. And I really can't wait until who's going to win. So I want y'all in the comments to tell me who y'all going to think will win the state championship. Okay, because there's a lot of things going on. And, you know, I don't predict. I just try to, you know, motivate and make sure y'all know what's going on in here now. Okay, and, and do the things that they need to do to win. I think O'Day has to be healthy. I will say about that O'Day Eastside Catholic game. O'Day has to get healthier, and I think they need to stop letting the foot off the gas. They did that against Stanwood, against their quarters. They cannot do it right now. They got to keep that foot on the gas the whole way through because the Eastside Catholic ain't going down. Okay, I will say that. Now, with all of that being said, man, I had a wonderful weekend at Portland. I got to the trap house kitchen. I got to eat. I got away from here for a little bit and got to breathe some different air. Uh, to come back rejuvenated and back to my step. You know what I mean? And I'm ready to taste everybody's food now. We don't got food tonight. But I'm telling you, I'm, I took a week off because I know I'm going to eat a whole lot of stuff come Wednesday, Thursday. Now, listen, now, if y'all ain't invited me to your little uh, 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 Friendsgiving or your little Thanksgiving little joint you got going on, shame on you. You know, Now, you know I'm supposed to be eating. Okay, now half of y'all talk about how frail I am. I need to get some pounds up. Okay, y'all got to feed a player. Okay, let me know something. Okay, but hey, but let, please be safe out here. There's a lot of things going on, the cruds everywhere. Make sure you're healthy. Make sure you get your vitamins in as you are all giving thanks to the things that you are thankful for this year. Uh, we have a great show. I got Ayanna Brown here, and she's going to tell us about her nonprofit foundation and what she got going on uh, for this Thanksgiving. And then I have Dr. Abe, Dr. Professor. Just put it like this. I'm I'm so used to call him Dr. Abe because I was his student, his pupil. OK, and now uh, we have a big message uh, to uh, tell the world. And a message and a call out for everybody uh, because we got a big project going on and you guys need to uh, take heed of that and, and, and like, comment, and share in that and make sure you participate in this big project because we need everybody in this project. And then we have Jeffrey Cheatham. He has an event going on. Now, you know Jeffrey. Jeffrey Cheatham got all everything going on. I'm talking about books and all of that good stuff. I'm talking, he's an author, an actor. Okay, he's just a thespian all the way around. Okay, and we're gonna get into that in a minute. After this break, Ayanna Brown will be back here and we're gonna get involved with her and we'll see what she got going on. 
Will you marry me, baby? Yeah. yeah. Let's put this on you. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trey Holiday. We're bringing back Black Love When We Met. That's right. We need something to warm all of our hearts and to elevate love once again in our communities. We want y'all to go to whereweconverge.com forward slash black love so y'all can nominate your favorite couple for the next rendition of this show with me as the host. Let me sit down and have them on my couch and share how their love can inspire us all. Make sure y'all go and get your nominations in today and be on the lookout for Black Love when we met coming at you on Converge Media very soon. Within sports, you learn so many life lessons that'll help you be successful in any area that you plan to pursue. So I remember being a kid in Spokane and going to camps like this with my friends and just having a blast. And that's really when I fell in love with this game. Hopefully we're doing the same and inspiring some of these kids to keep going on this journey. Especially as a girl growing up, like you see, you see a lot of boys at these camps, but like just seeing like more and more girls start at a younger age, it, it makes me happy. We had to have funding, right? We cannot do this work without the necessary resources available so that our kids can thrive. Without resources, we can't see kids play and play to their potential. How we can ensure that basketball in our communities is sustainable. Funding is a big part of it. I think working with the right groups and this was the opportunity I think that kickstarted that and we're really excited about any opportunities to just keep moving it forward. It was just an awesome opportunity to show what this community can do and what basketball energy they can bring. Being able to work with the Seattle Sports Commission, work with the King County Play Equity Coalition, uh, we were able to bring big basketball energy to Tequila Community Center and hopefully use this as a launching point and able to get more funding for them in the future. The kids get to see me, get to see, you know, all the rest of the guys who did it all in the area of Washington, Seattle area. So being able to give back to them and uh, let them know that, you know, they can chase their dreams too. This is a fundamental right of all kids, that they have the right to play, which isn't always available to all of our kids in our communities. We got next to ensure kids always have a place to play, compete, and have fun. What's going on, family? It's the Truth with Proof, and I'm your host, your main man, Proofing to Play. And my first guest is Ayana Brown. What's going on with you, family? How, How you, you doing? doing? I'm beautiful. How you doing? Well, you know, I can't complain right now. I'm living the dream, baby. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming through. Now, I want to talk about how you got started in this foundation. What's the foundation? Run me through what's going on with your foundation. Okay. So let me tell you a story. 2010, a 12-year-old boy went to Renton Walmart, bought a pair of football cleats, got on the one-on-one bus, was heading home. He never made it. He was shot and killed on purpose, but in the case of mistaken identity. Um, that was my baby. Um, this boy started his own business when he was nine years old mowing lawns, and he took his own money, bought his own school supplies. Um, that particular year, he had told his dad and I he didn't want us to pay the registration fee for the upcoming football season. That's how he ended up at Walmart, because he had caught, uh, saw those cleats on clearance. And so he got them prepping for the upcoming season. And Elijah always said he wanted to make a difference in his community. Um, this kid was notorious for feeding people. So, you know, you go to a store and you see somebody panhandling. Yes. Well, Elijah one won't give you his money, but if he knows you're hungry, he's going to feed you. And so, um, so 
we lost him in 2010. We started the foundation in 2012. And it's just us picking up where he left off at because he said he wanted to make a difference in his community. So we're doing what he was doing. I, I'm, um, I'm not speechless, but um, did he play for Written, High, uh, Written Rangers? He did. I knew that young man. His number, his jersey was 77. They retired sure his was. jersey. Don't nobody else wear that jersey no more. Yeah, they retired you know, the jersey. You know, when you start, I guess because I, that's what made me confident enough to be around here, being around my baller homies, man, and taking pictures and, and video of them. And, uh, you know, they, they gave me the joke, you know, to know I, I, I was, I guess I was good at it. They liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I remember him. And I remember his story. You know, and sometimes you don't know that kid's story. You just see a smile on his face, but you don't really know what he's going through or mm-hmm. how he's trying to keep his smile on his face. And uh, man, I, I just want to say prayers to you but like he was a fantastic like he always came up and said what's up to me <laughs> you know what I mean he probably had a peanut butter sandwich in his pocket because he stayed in <laughs> always he always had something to eat. he always had something to eat. I ain't gonna lie to you he always had that at the Red Memorial Stadium he wasn't it wasn't no day that came by that he had something to eat somewhere around somewhere <laughs> that he can either give away or that he, he can eat himself most of the time he was always trying to give it away to people yeah um and now you have this foundation that you started in 2012 12, and now you're still going on right now. And you still wait, tell me some of the things that that happens in the foundation okay. uh, for the people so that people would know what's going on with the foundation. OK, well, I'm going to do a formal introduction here. Don't do it, girl. I, I ain't mad at you. I like formal. So remember, I was talking about the backpacks and school supplies. Yes. This is stuff that he bought himself. These are his crayons, his glue, his ruler. And so since he did that for me and his dad, we pay it for it. And so from 2012, um, our inception up until now, we've, we've served between six and 7,000 kids with free backpacks and school supplies because of that. Because of this bag right Because of that bag right there. Because of this bag. Mm-hmm. There's a scholarship piece for kids who want to play a sport or go to a camp. If their parents can't afford it, we help offset the cost of that. Remember I said he he told me and his dad he didn't want us to pay the registration fee? Yes. Sorry about my phone. The day after he died, we were in his room. This was on his dresser. I just passed this to you. Oh, I can open it up for you. That's that's his budget. That's his handwriting. Wait, he did the math. Had a budget. Yeah, and well, he figured out how me? how much. You see that that boy was great. I, yeah, I get it in front of me. That boy was great. He did he did the math to figure out how many yards he needed to to be cutting between April and August when football season started, so he would have his one hundred and sixty dollar registration fee to play that year. So we have a scholarship piece to help offset the cost for kids who want to play a sport or go to a camp because of that. Um, feeding people. We, we um, do Thanksgiving um, dinner 
on on Thanksgiving Day. My standard disclosure is if you're salt-free, sugar-free, gluten-free, that ain't the meal for you. We're fixing to jack your diet up. Um, there is not, we, we don't have- Hello, it's not diet season. <laughs> yeah, okay. we don't have stovetop stuffing in instant mashed potatoes. This is the real deal, McCoy. Um, and again, that's from Elijah one because he was always feeding people. So Thanksgiving, this this home-cooked Thanksgiving meal is because of my baby. It's us picking up the where Elijah he Foundation. Yeah. He he left a lot of jewels here. I will say that. And he telling you don't be feeding these people no stovetop out of your meat. Okay. You make sure you get the real deal stir stir the pot like you post to. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. you know what, Cuddy, do you have that graphic of her uh Thanksgiving? Um, her Thanksgiving thing on Thanksgiving. You're on Thanksgiving Day, yes. Uh, uh, is there any details if anybody would want to come and support and, and want to come get a play? Yes. So this will take place um, at Tally High School. I forget the address off the top of my head. Yep, it's right um, there. They'll have the address. Okay. Right there in there. <laughs> so you guys make sure you see the flyer uh, and continue. Yes. So we will be there at eight o'clock in the morning, starting to get everything ready. The doors are open at 11 for a meet and greet. And so at that time, that's when you come in, sit where you want to sit. We've got um, games. We've got checkers, um, connect for the whole nine yards stuff, you know, just different arts and crafts for the kids to do. And then at noon, we'll start serving and we'll we'll serve from noon until two. And then from two to four, it's us cleaning up and getting up out of there. So um, any any volunteers who wants to come or um, if you know of anybody who who needs or want, even if they don't need the meal, if they just, you know, don't feel like cooking, you know, uh, come. Um, our volunteers, um, we have been getting a lot of phone calls for volunteers. I invite um, you to come out. Anybody who wants to volunteer, I just have one mandate of the volunteers and that is if you come and volunteer for me you cannot be just working the entire time i'm gonna need you to eat some ham make sure the tea is sweet eat some cake or something if you come and be a part of us you got to be a part of us all the way around you can't just come and just volunteer you got to eat <laughs> so she put She put the whole foot in that dog on green. She about to do. I know you about to put the whole foot in there. And I just see how you spell Elijah. Yes. Okay, because you know Akeem Elijah. Around, that Akeem that's Green, that's right? actually that's actually who he's. So there's a story behind that too. Oh, come on. Now. So, <laughs> so my husband's name is Lewis. My three oldest kids are all named after him. I've got little Lewis. I've got Lukita. I've got Lukitra, right? And I thought, I'm getting pregnant. I'm the one that's having the morning sickness. My feet are swelling. I ain't naming nothing else, Lou nothing. If I have another baby, I'm not, ain't, this man ain't doing nothing. I'm the one that, my body oh. is the one that's, <laughs> okay. that's suffering. You know what? And so all when I came to Okay, all praise to the women, okay? So, that, I can't even I can't even argue that. So when I came up, you know, expecting Elijah one, I decided that baby was going to be named after me. And I couldn't get a boy's name out of Ayana, but I liked Elijah one. So I changed the spelling and he and I have this. Oh, and I love Tupac. 
So his middle name is Shakur. So Elijah one Shakur Brown. And so we have the same initials ASB. That's as close as I can get. I really want to tell you, man, like you holding up legacy, you know, as a 12 year old kid, he was striving to be great and was Absolutely. great at what he was doing. Absolutely. Uh, you, you make sure his legacy is upheld. And I appreciate that because everybody doesn't have the strength to do that. And you whipping it up. I'm talking about you about to make some some sweet potato pie. <laughs> okay. Some cornbread dressing because you can't have those. Dog. That's right. Okay. I take that. I know you got the little turkey gravy. Are you going to have the little? Yeah, we got giblet gravy. Oh, you can't, can't have the dressing without the giblet gravy. Absolutely. Listen, I'm glad you didn't come in here with a taste of anything. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm trying to hold my weight until Wednesday, which is tomorrow. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to not taste nothing. I'm trying to starve myself to at least Wednesday night, so I can taste everybody's food. Okay, but I, I want to thank you again. For thank you for having me. I appreciate you for finding Elijah One's story worthy to be told and heard. And so, he's always worthy to me, man. That's my baller, homie. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so coming up next, Doctor Abe will be in the building. We got a big special announcement and it's coming up right after this break. Join us this holiday season at the Fifth Avenue Theater and feel the power of love overflowing with The Wiz. Filled with soaring soul and R&B songs, it's an effervescent explosion of music, dance, and magic your whole family will love. Ease on down the yellow brick road with Dorothy as she learns home isn't really where you live. It's who you love. The Wiz at the Fifth Avenue Theater, November 19th through December 23rd. Tickets at fifthavenue.org. Habarigani. My name is Noni Irvin, and I am the creator and founder of Canara Park Kids, as well as the president of our sister nonprofit, Black Four Charities, a 501c3 fiscally sponsored by Shunpike. Together, we are hosting the Kwanzaa Awards because it is important that we acknowledge and recognize the contributions and efforts of individuals and organizations who are showing us what the Kwanzaa principles look like throughout the year. The nomination window is open October 1st to November 30th. And yes, you can submit more than one nomination. Eligibility is simple. Individual award recipients must identify as Black, African-American, or Pan-African. And organization award recipients must be 100% Black-owned if for-profit or 100% Black-led if nonprofit. What's going on, everybody? It's your main man, Proofing the Play, and this is Truth With Proof Show. And I got my professor, Dr. Abe, in the building. How you doing, family? What's up? What's up? My pleasure to be here. I mean, you know, I've been your student for a while, <laughs> but I wanted to go on to some of the things that you have been, uh, like some of your passions at lie. Even if you, even though that you're a professor, you're still hip hop, you're still urban. Um, tell me how uh, you got started with uh, just making a book about the Northwest hip hop, Seattle's hip hop. Uh, well, you know, as a, as a 52 year old, now, uh, <clears throat> me and my peers grew up 
in the seventies and eighties, right alongside as hip hop was being introduced to the country and the world. And, uh, you know, as again, for me, as it was for, for so many other people, it, it just became a part of our existence growing up. Uh, I just happened to fall into teaching. And so it became part of, you know, I taught at Zion prep in the 1990s. And so, you know, we would, I would incorporate little stuff. Like I had a, a, a multiplications table cassette tape that was done in rap form that the students would recite. So, you know, little things like that. And then as I kind of crossed over uh, into higher ed, uh, it just made natural sense to incorporate uh, certain aspects of hip hop into uh, classes like, uh, you know, intercultural communications. Um, and then, you know, the, 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 the class itself uh, was born uh, in 2003. And it just, it, the, the, the scholarship just kind of came as a result of reading and writing and researching. Uh, so that eventually became uh, the book Six in the Morning in 2013, I think that was. And I was talking about West Coast hip hop, really California, between 87 and 92. Kind of the beginning point there was Ice T, six in the morning, and the end point was The Chronic by Dr. Dre and everything that happened. That's a, that's a, that's a crazy era, which in the midst, speaking it, Right in the midst of what hip hop scholars, if we can call ourselves that, classifies the golden age of rap. Basically from like the mid 80s to the mid 90s. Yes. Uh, and then that... Uh, I had been asked by Charles Mudede, uh, an editor at The Stranger, in like 2006. So this was when I was still doing Six in the Morning to do a, a brief article about uh, the origins of Seattle hip hop. So in writing that, I was like, OK, well, I can see that there's there's going to be have to be something after Six in the Morning. So after that was published, got started writing that and was fortunate enough to have the cooperation of so, so, so many incredible uh, artists, writers, uh, DJs, uh, graph writers, uh, breakers, uh, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole uh, I was never community. turned down for an interview by, by anybody. And so, so the, 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 I would not have been able to do that, that Emerald Street project uh, without, without the cooperation really of the whole community. So that's more or less how that came about. Man, that's dope. Uh, you know, I've followed you because uh, you always have the information that I want to hear. It's always uh, in the hip hop form that I can kind of relate to. Uh, but then when you start getting all the information and giving us history of, you know, our hip hop, because, you know, it is hip hop, it's nationwide, but our hip hop is different than everybody else's. And so um, was really dismissed, too, for a long time. Yeah. By, by outside people. You know, like, I think it's still yeah. dismissed at times. To an extent. Yeah, to an extent. Uh, but, you know, and I kept following it. You know, I feel like, you know, damn, like he's he's writing these books and things of that nature. What, you know, in the midst of you doing that, I would start my my photography, videography journey. And, uh, you know, for a long time, I wanted to see if I can document Seattle's basketball. I think because and you have been, I, I've tried, <laughs> definitely tried. You know, you right? have been. Um, but um, I just wanted to document, make a documentary about our Seattle basketball, just because I think our basketball is like top of the line. I don't think too many 
cities has it like we have it. Uh, and it and it took a lot for it to get to where it is right now, right? And I just wanted to, wanted to know all of it. I just want to know what's in the water, really. To it's got to be something. It got to be something in the water for us to breed basketball players the way we do. Uh, and that was always in the back of my mind, like eight nine years ago when I first started this journey. Uh, and about what six months? Uh, well, about the beginning of this year. Uh, you had came to me with an idea and um, I was a little taken back because my professor is asking me to, you know, work with him. It's a little, <laughs> I'm a little nervous about that, you know, um, but he came to me about a basketball documentary um, and he not just wanted to, you know, write a book, but he wanted to do a documentary, which was um, special to me uh, that he 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 found it in his heart that I I was qualified enough to help him with it. Um, well, I mean, you're kind of the authority. I mean, on this topic, as <laughs> we're discussing it now, there's not too many people who are really going to be able to. If somebody not from here was asking what it was like here, there's not too many other people that would be able to give a fuller picture than you. Yeah, as far as I, prep sports. It ain't it ain't it ain't too many people I ain't seen that dribble the basketball around. If you is good and you talk about you how filthy you was and all of that, and I ain't seen you, you up on the rock, that's for sure. Uh that's that's a plain fact. Uh but when you came to me, we started talking about it, and uh, you know, we it, it's been in the works, but I think it's time now for people to know we get we need a call of action uh for this. First of all, before we need this call of action, are we gonna tell them what 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 the what the concept what what the documentary is called before we give this call of action? I don't know where where I had a glass, I had a bottle somewhere. Maybe oh, there's some water there. I see I see a water jug. Yeah, hey over Jeffrey, there. can you hand me that there's, water there's, bottle there's, right there's, quick? There's, there's, thank you, thank you. So it's it's something something here. I mean, it might be in this water. It's probably in all the water around here, but it's something. Yeah, it's definitely something in the water. Uh, it's a documentary about uh, the Seattle area's basketball uh, culture. And I think um, I need everybody uh, that was involved in this culture, in that basketball culture, from the 60s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. We need everybody that contributed, that wants to contribute to this basketball documentary because we want it to be special. Um, and I want everybody, the legends, the not the legends, the, the people that think they legends, but everybody else don't think they legends. We want everybody that was a part of that culture because, you know, I, you know, it's Carmen Johnson told me one story about Franklin against Garfield and the riot they had. I need to know that on feet. I need to get that. I need to get somebody to ask me some questions about that. OK, <laughs> it's just a lot of things that, that transpired in our basketball culture that I think we need to all uh, everybody can contribute to their stories and we can really make a great documentary. I think Seattle basketball, uh, even though, you know, we just got our number one draft pick, you know, Mr. All of the above, you know, that he answers all questions. OK, and he's answering them in the NBA right now. Um well, that's why I think it's such a good time because Paolo kind of functions as a bookend. He this, does to this history, especially because it's 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 a big deal to have somebody local go number one overall. It's Definitely a big, big deal. deal. Definitely, a big you know deal. what I mean. And so, 
And so, you know, the the so I came to you during the whole Emerald Street process. So it's just real quick, academic publishing, you know, you have to it's, it's not like a normal publisher where you just have your book and then, oh, it's published. No, you got to send it out to experts in the field and then they got to review the manuscript and then they send it back. And that can take months. You know what I'm saying? So I was still in research and write mode. So I was like, okay, well, let me start looking into this history yeah. of, of local high school basketball. Like you said, I, I, I had a son, Dana, who, who played at O'Day in the early 2010s. And uh, it, it was, as I started getting into it, it was, you know, the, the, what we look at as, uh, you know, the size of Seattle. There's a disproportionate amount, particularly since the, two, since the turn of the century, there's a disproportionate amount of, of talent that comes out here but also specifically professional and specifically NBA talent. Now, certainly they're not the whole story, but they are kind of the attention grabbers, the headlines yes. that help bring and shine light on all of the roots. You know what I mean? The basketball roots of the tree uh, as they exist. And so the, the, the opportunity to tell that story um, in a way where, where we have someone like yourself who is so connected and plugged into the community uh, uh, that, that story is, that story is just waiting to be told because the, there was just a recent article about rotary in, on ESPN.com. I want to say maybe in the last mm -hmm. couple of weeks or yeah, so, last couple of and weeks so it's months. been, it's been a while of kind of sustained attention and kind of national recognition that, you know, we are kind of this basketball Mecca, all isolated way up in the corner of the country. Um, and so, so kind of telling the story of how that happened yes. is, is really the motivation for me to try to bring this story to light. And just talking about history, I, in, in doing that research, I'm finding references to high school basketball games in the Seattle Times going back as far as 1896. Do you hear that now? 1896? 1896, we had basketball games in the town. You hear me? Okay, I didn't even know that. That's and, and But I did know that because he's- And he's, girls basketball game is mentioned in 1902. That's, that's man. That's so. It's a. It's an extensive history. It's a, so. I've kind of. We've kind of divided it up from like 1896 to like 1979, which is like the older uh, uh, eras. Once you got started getting into the 70s, you started having local stars, but they would go to Seattle. You like Carl Irvin, Jawan Odom, Clint Richardson. Yes, they would go to Seattle. You James Edwards went to the University of Washington, but then when you get to the 80s, it's interesting because. Uh, Jojo Buchanan from O'Day in the early 80s was was termed in one of the articles I read as the first ESPN influenced recruit to come from here. Because by the time you started getting to the early 80s, you had ESPN, Big Monday, you know, national college yes. basketball games were being broadcast into everybody's living room. So the recruits here were like, wow, seeing people on TV, I'd like to go play there. Yes. And then you end up having someone like Quinn Snyder being the first McDonald's All-American boys from here, although Kim Stewart from Ballard in the 1970s actually played in the Capitol Classic, which then became the McDonald's All-American game. So while Quinn Snyder was technically the first McDonald's All-American, Kim Stewart was the one who played in the game that became the McDonald's All-American game. So then you get into the 80s and people start leaving town. And then by the time you get to the 2000s, it's it's just you know what I'm saying it's just talent is just falling all over the place it's oozing over everywhere. I mean, just overflowing, all, actually. just all over the place, boys and girls. And so 
I think that telling this story not only tells the story of basketball, but it also tells some of the history. I was talking about James Edwards going to Roosevelt. James Edwards living in the CD, a CD kid is bust per SPS policy yes. from the CD up to a place like that's Roosevelt. when they was busting us everywhere, huh? And it and it and it resulted in a state championship for Roosevelt, led by James Edwards. Yes, you have like the passage of Title IX in 1972, the first girls state tournament 1974, and the first uh, girls team from Seattle to win a state championship was Garfield in 1980, led by Joyce Walker. Ooh, and Joy see, and now we talk about Joyce Walker. That's one of the best players, not just female. Period. Players, best players. Period. 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 And We're so, not, <laughs> ain't no debate about that either. Right. And so, the story of high school basketball is in this area is really the story of the history of Seattle. I think it really is because I think basketball played a big part. And our camaraderie, I think, you know, it's something in our water. We, we have a lot of rain, so we always are in the gymnasium somewhere trying to have some wreck. You know, I, I just want to add one more thing. I, I, was, I was saying to you earlier about how um, one of the hallmarks of the Seattle hip-hop scene is not only people who make it, but people who turn around and start giving back immediately. And that was very true in the local hip-hop scene, and that has also been very true in the local basketball scene. Yes, it has. And you think about the people who have been active and the people who continue to be active. And, you know, I know that a lot of people in a lot of places when they make it put on camps and everything like that. But this but it, it, I think it goes beyond that. And the sense of community fostered by people like uh, your Jamal Crawfords. And like I said, your, your legends who come back and coach like Joyce Walker at, at Garfield, like Brandon Roy at, at, at Garfield and and so many others uh, really help set the stage for young people to be able to look up to these people that they idol and be like, idolize and be like, that's someone who I can see. That's someone who I can touch. If they can do it, so can I. Yeah, I, that's one thing I know about my town, you know, my city. The ballers get treated just like the the, the city folks do. You know, you part of our community. Uh, I don't see, you know, they can still walk around in the Seattle kind of, you know, like, like all of us from our community, you know. Um, we appreciate and admire them a lot, but we just want to make sure they know they steal from the town, baby. You know what I mean? And I, I appreciate them for always being, keeping it 100, and like being a part of our community, not just being in the community, but being a part of it. You know what I mean? It's something in our water, man. We breed basketball players, man. We be breed brawlers. I, I, I promise you that. Okay. And there's some more coming too. There's some more coming. And, and so we've 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 we're working with Four Culture. We've gotten a, a very generous grant from yes. Four Culture to to put towards this. And so we will be out in the community soon, requesting interviews, sitting down with people, uh, inviting people to send in uh, pictures, uh, artifacts if you have them. Uh, we're going to try to make this a, a really comprehensive uh, history and story that we're telling about the entirety of what Seattle high school basketball really means. Yes, and, and if anybody that wants to, you know, be a part of something in the water documentary, I want you guys to make sure you contact me at proof at where we converge dot com 
If you guys want any interviews, we are setting up interviews right now. Uh, we want as many interviews as possible. Let me hear. Uh, let me tell y'all this right now. Don't think that your voice is not heard. Now we're trying to give a call to action. Now, if you think you are part of Seattle basketball and you were a big part of Seattle basketball or even a small part of Seattle basketball, please contact us so we can get an interview from because we need as many interviews as possible. And then we can narrow it down to try to really make a documentary out of it. But all your artifacts, everything, make sure you guys are aware that we want you guys to be a part of this documentary just as much as we want to put this documentary on. We, we can never have too much information. So, yes, this this is an invitation for community wide participation. Yeah. And, and, and I'm telling you, Dr. Abe does his research. OK, <laughs> I'm just making sure you guys know that. Uh, so we're going to have some research on the bill. So. Dr. Abe, man, I really, really appreciate you coming by to the Truth for Proof show. Uh, you've seen me grow up at, uh, uh, from a, a young man to an adult, man. I appreciate all the wise wisdom uh, that you have always given me in the hip-hop form. Well, I, I appreciate that. It's been a pleasure to watch your growth, and, and it is an honor to be able to team up with you on this project. Oh, baby. Yeah, something in the water coming real soon. Now we need y'all participation. Coming up next, Jeffrey Cheatham coming on here. Now he didn't been on here before. Now he's an actor, author, archer pro negro. He's all of the above <laughs> at this point. Okay. Coming after this break, he's gonna come in and tell us what he got going on. He got a nice event for y'all. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's WashingtonHAF.org. What's going on, everybody? It's the Truth with Proof Show, and I'm your host, Jermaine Man, Proof of the Play. Jeffrey Cheatham is here, and you know he got a lot of things going on. What's going on, family? What's How you? up, bro? How you doing, man? Man, you know I'm always, you know, impromptu like yeah. I normally do. Nah, I'm How you feeling, family? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me on here again, man. man I, I appreciate, appreciate you thank always you, thank you. come through. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always got something uh, cooking with you. You know what I mean? Right. It's always about... Uh, uplifting us and then you know showing our creativity which is always great yeah just trying to man we got a lot of talent up here just like what y'all was talking about earlier we got a lot of talent on all spectrums man so i'm just trying to just do my part you know well you damn part. you damn sure doing your part now <laughs> you know you know i'm glad you came on the thanksgiving little week you know because yeah. you know everybody's trying to prepare for this turkey yeah. and ham and you know i'm not gonna say chitlins because i hopefully everybody <laughs> Got a, a a new diet this year. <laughs> something different. <laughs> you know, you don't want to. You don't want. You know, if you smell something stinky, it's me. But I don't want it to be the chit. Okay. okay, that's all I'm saying. That's a good, <laughs> a good warning. That's a good warning. Right. <laughs> 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 hey, listen. So, uh, I know you got something going on and brewing right now. You mm -hmm. know, I don't know if it's a new movie or you got a new <laughs> event going on, but I need to know what you got going on, sir. So on December third. I am uh, putting together the first black and brown children's book day at Town Hall, Seattle. So I was able to find at the Town Hall, Town Hall, Seattle. Yeah. So shout out Hello. to Town Hall, Seattle for giving us a space to allow black and brown children's book authors to share their work for the community. Uh, uh, December 3rd from 12 to 3 p.m. We have 18 children's book authors is going to be there. 18? Uh, 18 black and brown children's book authors is going to be there. 
And hopefully, families get to meet their new children's book authors that day. And we're excited to have it. We got the the authors. We got Double Dust Divas going to be there doing her oh, thing. Oh, you got the Double Dust yeah, Divas? They're okay. They're going to be there doing her they thing. Know, they know about proof, okay? Oh, yeah. yeah, I double dutch with my camera all the time. Right. They know about that. Yeah, they, they didn't have somebody else try to do the You know, the Double Dutch as they take oh, the picture. Oh, nah. They're they trying try to, to replace it. Now I got to <laughs> my joint. I got a trademark it now. Yeah, gonna be like but you know, double dub divas, they always double dutch it somewhere. Always here. everywhere. Shout out to them. We also got uh Carrie Land from Ken Inc. painting, so you get your face painted and all that stuff too. So we're gonna nice. make it a good a family event, man. Man, great family event, but but more importantly, uh these children first can see that black and brown people do write books. Mm -hmm. And then they can have their favorite authors. And maybe we can get a new author out of that. Exactly, exactly. We got you got a sister flying in from Texas. Shabrikia Y, she's flying in from Texas to showcase from her. From Texas? From Texas. She's flying in from Texas. Well, you, 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 you got connections, huh? Man. You got a little connection. Man, just trying to do I also got like a, a kid. I don't want to misage her, but she's between 8 to 11 years old. Uh, her name is Sanaya Vanoth. Uh, she has a children's book, and she's going to be there. So kids can actually meet somebody their age that's actually doing it. So hopefully they get inspired to write their own children's book and publish it. Um, we got... Uh, Tyra Majors from Como News 4 is going to be there. We got Joe Brooks. We got Rosa Booker. We got we got a talented amount, man, from all and, different and, backgrounds and, and, and cultures, what made you, What makes you want to highlight the authors and the, and the, uh, the, the writers of our town? Me. Uh, I got started. I got started writing children's books in 2014. You know, like I went to the, a bookstore in Tequila because my daughter wanted a dinosaur book. And when I went and looked in the book, bookshelves, I didn't see anybody look like my kid. So I was afraid of her not connecting with the characters she's reading. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll start writing books myself, children's books for her. And I had to learn it, you know, DIY, doing the Google research, doing the YouTube research. And then once I learned and I wrote my book, shared it with the community, and I started getting the community feedback. Oh, man, we need more books like this because my daughter, my son, my daughter. I was like, oh, shoot. I didn't realize how big of a deal that was back then of having representation. So that's why, like, sidebar, it's, it's blowing my mind out how representation is such a thing now. Because literally 10 years ago, we wasn't talking about representation or diversity. Absolutely in not. As heavy as we are now. So especially in literature, you're in right. literature. Yeah. So that's my that's my beginnings as a children's book author. So the fact that I'm able to bring an event of children's books to the community, it's like going back home, you know, now I'm able to, I created a platform. So now people have a desire to meet children's book authors in their community that look just like them. So this, this is a passion project of mine for real. Passion project. Yeah. I like that. When you, you using your passion yeah. with your purpose, man, it, 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 it always works out in a great way. Mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. um, I, I really appreciate you always going after it. You are a writer's hustler. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? A real entrepreneur's hustler. You know what I mean? Appreciate I think that, it's something that, and you're always trying to impact us mm -hmm. and make sure we see a better, a, a different version of ourselves. Like, you know, we don't all have to be in the same boat. We no. don't all have to be one thing or another. You show us that we can do other things. We can be alternative and still be proud of who we are. Exactly. So Cause we're great. like, cause I believe we're so talented, man. And I've, and to me, media society always feels, always shows us you gotta be like that or you gotta go this way. You got like, no, I could be everything I want to be. And the fact that every time I talk to somebody, they always tell stories. So we all have stories to tell. 
And I just feel like it's up to us as a community to leave stories behind for the young generation to read, to watch. So that way they know, okay, I could follow that path and I could be bigger than what people are telling me that I can be. And the best way to do that is with a book in your hand. Cause you could always have that with you. You could pass like books can last 30, 40, 50 years. And if you, and it's a time capsule. So if you're able to create a time capsule for your community, you always would set your community straight and let it so they go down the right way. Man, you know what, man? December 3rd. December 3rd. From 11 to 3? Uh, 12 to 3. 12, 12 to 3. 12 to 3. From, from 12 to 3, December 3rd, he got the city hall. He got Seattle <laughs> Town Hall out here. And, be, and before that, I'm doing a Q&A with Jessica Bagley. She's an award-winning children's book author. We're going to talk about children's book publishing on December 2nd at 6 p.m. at Town Hall as well. Oh, so you got a whole smorgasbord <laughs> of stuff going on in here. Yeah, so see, I want to make sure I told you about that. this entrepreneur. See, I told you. Listen, so first, if anybody is interested in children's actually book, publishing a children's, children's book, book, yeah, come to Town Hall Seattle December 2nd at 6 p.m. I'm going to have a sit-down conversation with Jessica Bagley. She's an award-winning children's book illustrator and author. We're going to talk about children's book publishing, her career, my career, and you have a Q&A. And she's going to have her books for sale, too. So you could get books from her on that day. And then December 3rd is the children's book day where you meet the 18 authors that will be there. So, oh, books. man, you got a whole thing going on. I really appreciate you. Thank you for making man. sure authors is out there. Yeah. Um, and, and furthermore, authors that look like me. Mm -hmm. So maybe I can get inspired to read a lot more or other people can get inspired to read. Or, a you, lot more. or you to write your book. We need that proof book. I don't know. Come on, man. What what happened was come on, man. I need like on the fifth and then the fifteenth, <laughs> I can roll some tape around. Maybe I do an autobiography movie or something. Okay. You Maybe you can help me with the script. I got you with the script, man. Right the Yeah, I want to say see, teamwork make the dream. <laughs> right. Okay. I already always say that. Yeah. Teamwork, and you know, Dr. Abe is over there. Yeah. And I got to do that first. Okay, okay, okay. So you got to schedule. The, the okay, my bad. I didn't mean to throw that I in your plate. I got to prioritize. <laughs> my bad, I ain't my did bad. enough yet, okay, anyway, okay. to be having no autobiography. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to make sure I get this something in the water because I think that's something no, for that's the whole fantastic. city. I, I can't wait. For the whole to, area. Yeah, I can't wait uh, for y'all to do help, that. Uh, you going to help us out too? Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> uh, I want to first thank you again for thank coming you. on to the show. I want to thank all my guests, Anaya Brown and Elijah Wan on Thanksgiving. Make sure y'all be there because we didn't get y'all to fly. Don't act like y'all don't. And don't come in there acting like you, you don't want nothing to eat. Okay? You're going to eat some turkey, some giblet gravy. You're going to have some of that. Okay? You're going to have some of this cornbread stuffing because I ain't got no stove cop. Okay, ain't no stove top at Elijah Wine's dinner at Thanksgiving Day. Ain't no stove top. Okay, just making sure you know that off the rip, y'all. Okay, now, Dr. Abe, I appreciate you coming on. And we're going to get this thing rolling. Okay, because if I don't, he, he he's taller than me. He's going to block all my shots. I can't, I can't have that. Okay, so all of you guys that want to be a part of something in the water basketball documentary, make sure you email us. Make sure you contact Mr. Dr. Abe or me, myself. Uh, we want as many people as possible to be involved in this and have a say because everybody say they want to say. But now we got the camera and the lights. What you going to say now? Okay, now.
Big shout out to Jeffrey Cheatham. I, I really admire this man for him going out and actually doing it. Most people are always playing. And most people that say they plan and normally just dreaming and daydreaming. And you actually are doing it, my friend. Uh, from Appreciate acting it. to to being an author uh, and now to running events for authors. Mm -hmm. That's some real strong. Appreciate thing. it. And uh, if you want to check out what we're doing, just visit our website, which is subeseattle.com. All the information for the the events are on that website, subeseattle.com. So Let sure. me tell you, the boy got a website here. He got a website. Lean back on that on the website. Okay, I want to give a big shout out to him. He's showing us how to do it. Okay, he's getting everything accomplished. He's getting websites. He's putting all his events on there. Pretty soon, he's gonna have his catalog of books that he has for sale on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so my books are on uh, jeffcheatham2.com. So jeffcheatham2.com. That's where all my books are at. Okay. Well, Jeff all your books are jeffcheatham2. Two. Yeah, two, two. Yeah. So okay, two, but yeah. but this one right here, this is for all the events. That's all the events is SUB. Well, you got two and three websites, <laughs> man. You went from okay, okay. Entrepreneur. <laughs> okay, that, that's cool. Listen, I want to give a big shout out to you for just being who you are and being an inspiration to the community. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate Cuddy. You know what time it is with us, man. We're going to the top, baby. Went step by step, day by day. We having some fun with it, though. You hear me? Uh, and for all you guys that tune in, I really appreciate all you guys tuning in. Make sure you keep like, commenting, and share. This is the Truth for Proof show, as I always do uh, at the, this time of the show. We all we got, but damn it, that's all we need. Till next time, next Tuesday, 8.30. Peace. Uh, the truth with proof, the truth with proof. If you nice with the sports, then he's swooping through. He gonna highlight you, and nobody live like you. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.